Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! Alright, so come on down to wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. This week on Horror Movie Night, we discuss frailty. If Scott got touched by the family, he might see that time that he came in his own eye. Adam's vision would be about all the many times that he rewound waxwork because it brings him great shame. And mine would be worshipping false idols because I think that Matthew McConaughey is a fucking Adonis. Ooh. Ooh. And we are... <laughs> and we are joined by Rich, who picked this movie. Already regretting this decision. <laughs> I never regret my horror movie night decisions. <laughs> well, that makes you and Adam. Rich, you were the closest person to giving any type of positive feedback on Dr. Giggles, so you're, I'm a big fan of you right now. <laughs> oh, well, thanks. I, I always enjoy that movie. All right, so let's talk about Frailty. So the movie opens with Matthew McConaughey, who's playing Fenton, and he's meeting with this FBI agent who's searching for the God's Hand killer. Fenton tells the officer that his brother, Adam, who recently committed suicide, is in fact this infamous killer, and he asks him to tell him why he believes this, and then we're taken into a flashback that's like 85 to 90% of the movie. One night, their father, played by Bill Paxton, Claims that an angel told him to kill demons disguised as normal people. Their father receives a list and abducts people on the list. Uh, once he touches these people, he sees the the evil deeds that they do, they've done, and he kills them with an axe. And then him and his two kids bury the body. Now Adam immediately buys into the story, while Fenton doesn't quite believe it. And while Fenton's assisting with the murders, he eventually can't stand the guilt any longer. He talks to a local sheriff, who is then killed by the father. The father reveals that Fenton is actually on the list of demons. Um, his father doesn't want to kill his son, so he locks him in the cellar, hoping that Fenton will eventually accept the mission. Fenton eventually breaks and joins them for the next murder, only to turn on his father and kill him. But then Adam steps up and kills the abducted victim. Fenton asks Adam to please bury him in the Rose Garden when and if Adam ever decides to kill him. 
Fenton then takes the FBI agent to the Rose Garden, only to reveal that he is in fact Adam and has already murdered Fenton. He then kills the FBI agent, promising that God's divinity will protect him from ever being caught. And this proves to be true when all of the surveillance cameras seem to blur out his face and no one in the office can remember what he looked like even when they meet face to face again. So that's Frailty in a nutshell. It's a good movie, which is what's going to make this kind of a difficult episode i know adam already told us that he he wasn't really able to do notes for this one because it's not one that you can really pick apart and have a lot of fun with but i would actually go out there and say that i think that this is despite the fact that we can't really have a super fun episode about this i would like to say that this episode is uh, that this movie is probably one of the better like horror slash dramas out there because it it does a really good job of playing with uh, what is reality but that's, it doesn't at all but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't and that's what this movie that's where this movie lacks is the fact that like, okay, the first time I saw this movie, it was like 2002 and I thought it was like the best thing since shitting in a toilet. It was a big deal. <laughs> and, uh, and then I watched I, it I want to know the rankings of all of the other things in your life where it's like, all right, so number one with a bullet shitting in a toilet. <laughs> what's, <laughs> like, what's the number two best thing that can happen for Scott? Number two sliced number bread, two. but they don't necessarily go in that, that order. be number two. Uh, you ain't lived until you used sliced bread to wipe your ass and then shit in the uh, after shitting in the toilet. But anyway... I've, so... I've been camping before. <laughs> I can tell by the beard. So here's my problem with this film is the first time you watch it, you're blown away by the revelation that he is actually Adam and that the dad actually is seeing demons or he's seeing evil people. Uh, but for me, it's it's diminishing returns because this is the third time I've watched this film. And each time it loses some of the luster because I think that the best thing this could have this movie could have done to make it actually scary would have been to have Bill Paxson be a fucking psycho, not touched by some divine power that wants him to destroy evil people. It's it, it, But then again, I remember that this movie came out in 2001, and 2001 was like the hotbed of stupid, supernatural bullshit movies. Do you remember that time? Like Stigmata, Days, like... The Ninth Gate, which was actually pretty solid. I don't know, Devil's Advocate, stuff like that. Late 90s, early yeah. 2000s well, this were is, like... And this is definitely better than all of... Like, I think that, while I agree with you, I think this movie does hold up better than a lot of the movies that you've just named, except for maybe The Ninth yeah, Gate. Except for The Ninth Gate. <laughs> yeah, The Ninth Gate this, is uh, awesome. Well, I, I disagree on The Ninth <laughs> Gate. I think that this is the cream of that particular crop. Um, Devil's Advocate is fucking garbage. I know that much. <laughs> I will not rewatch that movie. The thing I liked about that movie was the dead, <laughs> was the, the like the dead baby that Charlize Theron kept having nightmares about or something. But it was a total rip off of Nightmare Rosemary's Baby. So, I was um, say, are you thinking of Train Spotting? <laughs> uh, no, because that is the best. Ni- uh, uh, God damn it, not Nightmare on the Street, but Rosemary's Baby rip off is the dead baby. That which coincidentally that movie kept me from becoming a heroin addict. So thanks a lot, Train Spotting. <laughs> that was if that movie hadn't existed, you would have just been on I the age train all like, day, every day. No, I'd be taking it suppository style. because <laughs> uh, that's that's the way I like to roll. But yeah, I I would be like on this right now being like, guys, Rash metal sucks. Let's listen to fucking stoner metal. Let's put on some new metal. The one thing I remember is like, maybe this is just me, but do you remember this trailer being on pretty much every Lionsgate release known to man for like six years? Because I remember every time I rented a Lionsgate film, 
seeing the, the trailer for Frailty. Really? Yeah. It was like, not. I, I never, ever saw previews for this movie, but I was working in a video store when it came out, so I knew about it. Rich, how about you talk a little bit about why you picked this movie, and why you do that, I want to look uh, at something in my one of my books real quick. <laughs> <laughs> one of your binders full of women? We'll get to that. Anyway. Go ahead. Well, this is one of those movies. I uh, I always like the religious aspects of movies and things like that. And um, like my other pick when I talked to Matt was like The Fallen. Uh, uh, previous pick was Stakeland. Was that, was, you know, the, was Fallen The Fallen? Is that the one with uh, Denzel? And it's like the demon that can touch people and like. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was my other pick. Oh, that was other that than movie's just called. Isn't that just Fallen? Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I, I thought that it was a different movie. Um. Anyways, but yeah, other than Zombievers, that was a one-off kind of <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, you know, most of my picks, I, I like the religious aspect of it and things like that and the supernatural. You know, that and Slashers are my two, not so much some of the other type movies. So, But I knew this was a good one, and Matt had talked about wanting to watch it last round, so yeah, I gave we... him the go-ahead to just do it this round. Yeah, I definitely think that this would have, uh, especially for a Reddit horror movie pick, this would have been way better than Zombievers as far as the discussion would have went. <laughs> I, I, I don't let me forget that Rich is the one that picked Zombievers because I love slash hate him for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I still contend, you know, the biggest reason I did it was brand new. I figured everybody would be watching it for the first time. You know, yeah, so yeah was, no, no, no. It was it was a genius reason, and I you get major points for having not watched before you picked it. Because that takes serious balls. Plus, it gives you a get-out-of-jail-free card for how fucking terrible that movie actually was. So, so here's, a, here's a question for Adam. Of, of the two people on this call who did complete blind picks, which was more awful for you to sit through, Adam? Zombievers or Happy Birthday to Me? Zombievers. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. I thought yeah. you would pick Happy Birthday. <laughs> no, I mean, Happy Birthday was seven hours long and just... <laughs> just awful in everything that it tried to do its execution and its kills and its acting and script wait no zombievers suck too yeah they both sucked equally <laughs> <laughs> so was there any points that you wanted to discuss with frailty while you were on the show rich well the um how how um you guys were discussing how they saved you know to the end to show the supernatural i guess what i was reading was that when he first touches the first girl the nurse they actually showed her killing that guy in the original script and they were going to show it as a supernatural movie throughout the whole thing and then actually james cameron is the one who told bill paxton save it for the end so i thought that was kind of interesting yeah that's probably for the best i think that if this movie had established that from the get-go it definitely uh wouldn't have worked as well because i i think i also agree with scott in the sense that this is definitely a movie where it's gonna work best the first time around because that there's that reveal of like holy shit the, the guy wasn't crazy but it, in repeat viewings it works better if he was crazy well okay here's why i i i was breaking it apart when i watched it last night for for horror movie night and um my problem is and isn't really that they have that reveal so much as it's not presented well throughout the movie beforehand because half of the people when Bill Paxton is touching them are just like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you touching me? And I, I don't know. I feel like if they were going to have that reveal, they should have had – if Bill Paxton is feeling like this energy, terrible feeling as he's having the visions – 
and so is Adam, he's seeing the visions too, then I feel like that should be explained better. It should have the people being like, ah, uh, like freaking out too, you know? I just, I, I felt like it could have been done better one way or the other, but they went m the middle of the road for it, and I think that that is what bothers me about this film. Although it's a real, it is a really good movie, and I don't think it, it's aged poorly. I think it's a pretty timeless flick, and it's pretty good. And Matthew McConaughey playing crazy is never a bad thing. But that said, I think that they, the direction could have been better or they could have just picked when they were going to do, when they were going to have that explanation kind of start to surface a little better. Yeah, uh, and well, well, and this is Bill Paxton's first directing job, and I think it was... Oh, oh okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I don't know if he ever directed anything else, but yeah, this was directed by Bill Paxton. <laughs> No, directed by Bill pa by Bill Paxton's very poorly grown sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> they did do that at the end too, when he did touch the FBI agent. If you remember, it was almost like the guy was like paralyzed. What they revealed yeah. at the end. I, I think that it would have been cool. There, there's an angle that they could have taken with this that I would have also kind of enjoyed. Admittedly, I like I said, I've already spoken uh, a week or two ago about how much I love the movie Super, so I will uh, continue with that. But the idea that like. I almost wish that they would have gone... There's a way that you could have kept the supernatural element and kept the spookiness element of it if you had it as if he had finished the list and now that quote-unquote power has gone to his head where he's just, just fucking picking off people left and right just because he thinks that they're doing something evil, not because something divine has told him to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, if a horror movie's supposed to, like, scare you or freak you out, the revelation that, uh, you know, he's he's really sent by God, you're like, all right, well, I'm not raping or murdering anybody, so exactly. I should be okay. Yeah. <laughs> but and the and the, they also make it very clear that he it <clears throat> his power is supernatural because he touches the uh, Powers Booth's character, like, like that police sergeant or, or whatever he is, and he's like, but you thought no one knew about that. He's like, how did you know? I mean, okay, so they share the visions when he puts his hands on them. Okay, th then, therefore, that means that everybody else should have acted that way, one. And two, so what, is Powers Booth, like, not sorry that, or is he sorry that he killed his mom? What's the fucking point of him killing his mom? And then having like that that picture on his on his desk, I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of loose ends. Especially, explain this to well, me. Uh, why do any Why do any murderers take trophies? But the thing is, is it, okay, is, is that a trophy? I don't know. I'm not. I, that's just a rhetorical. I mean, uh, that's an open-ended question. But also, that brings me to the whole thing with Fenton. So it's very poorly explained in the film. Is Fenton killing people to get his brother's attention or the police's attention? Or is that something that Adam said just to get the sergeant to come with him to the Rose Garden so that he could kill him? Oh, I think that was something he just said to get him to the Rose Garden because he's... But that doesn't make sense. No. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I understand that that's what the implication is, is that it's a lie. But it's not because when they go at the end of Fenton's house, there are bodies in the basement. So who fucking killed him? Is Fenton now insane because... He killed his dad, and yeah, that's what he, I think it alludes to is that Fenton goes nuts from all this. But well, but why? Well, and, okay, so is that why he's now on Adam's list? Well, and remember, he things. was on the dad's original list too, though. 
and and the exactly. dead decided not to. So it's it's fucked up either way because either Fenton was predestined to be a murdering psychopath, or the traumatic stuff that happened when he was young with the dad murdering people and killing people sort of develops in and it's it's like nurture and he becomes a psychopath. Uh, either fucking way, if God exists, then what the shit was that? Why <laughs> why did that fucking have to happen? It's like when you try to figure out the logic of time he... travel and it doesn't yeah. like you're like, Oh god damn it, but if you go back in time to do this then you can't fucking do that anymore. Like So it's it's fucked up. Like either God like created this child specifically to be a serial killer or he dropped all this traumatic shit on a small child and created a serial killer. Either way, you fucked up, God. That's not his, like what the fuck. You know what? I think that this movie's title. I was thinking about this today. I was like, why did they pick the the title "Frailty"? It would have been much better to call it "God's Hand" or something like that. But I I, I think that they, if they would have explained in the script that "Frailty," the title, meant the fact that Bill Paxton wouldn't kill his son, they could have done that really awesomely by having Fenton fucking kill adam too and be like you didn't kill like that that would have made it a more expressive film to me a more compelling film is if the two righteous people knew that they had to kill this evil person fenton and that fenton actually wins like evil wins that would have been much more compelling to me and that would have stuck with me and been a much more of a chiller type ending is that okay there is good and evil there is a battle between them and evil won. And but evil doesn't have a purpose. Evil just kills indiscriminately, whereas the God's Hand killer, Zuh, God Hand killers, had a had lists that were given to them from by angels. So there's nothing scary about this film once that is brought to light. So for me, there are so many ways that they could have done this movie better, and they could have then brought the, the title in to play. All right, well, at the end of the day, would you recommend this movie to people? Me? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good movie. Uh, I agree. Adam? I think there's a real schism with the people that watch this. They either love the ending the first time around, or they hate the ending the first time around. Um, You're also assuming that there are people that watch this movie more than once. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we watch too many goddamn movies. That's a fucking (laughs) fact. But... There, I'm sure that there will be people that hadn't seen this before, and uh, I, I think that the the sort of disparity comes in the first watch. You're either going to really love it the first time around, and then it's diminishing returns because you've seen it, you know the twist. Or there, I mean, I looked up like some reviews for it on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, and it seemed to be pretty split. Like people either loved it or hated it the first time they saw it. Um, I guarantee when we put the discussion up, we're going to see some of that in there. And yeah, they don't leave it terribly ambiguous or anything at the end. Like, they really hammer it home. Like, this is fully supernatural. It's definitely 100%. I think if it had been a little more ambiguous, I would have liked that a little better. Um, but I would recommend it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell people it's going to be 50-50. Like, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Um, but I would definitely recommend it because I liked it a lot the first time that I saw it. Yeah. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books... Think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to. Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know.
91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Uh, Rich, real quick before we get into what did we watch this week, do you have anything that you want to promote since you're not a regular uh, commentator on the episodes? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else that you watched besides Frailty this week that you want to discuss real quick? Well, yeah. I mean, yesterday I watched Dr. Giggles Frailty the day before I watched <laughs> Videodrome. So. <laughs> um, other than that, I did watch... Um, Joe, if you've seen that movie, uh, Nicolas Cage, I thought that was really well done. Um, that's one of those ones where there's no black and white characters, as in it's all gray. You know, everything's, everybody's screwed up, and, you know, you choose for yourself kind of where the morality type lies. But I thought that was really well done. Right. Other than that, no, I watched uh, some Amazon Insta video. I've been on a Richard Dean Anderson kick. I got my Stargate, my MacGyver going. (laughs) (laughs) Adam or Scott, which one of you? Because I got a shit ton to go through, so I'm going to go last this time. Adam, you go first, because I have to try and remember the stupid bullshit I watched this week. (laughs) I watched the newest episode of Rick and Morty last night. How was it? It's oh, it was okay. Um, it was kind of a weak start to what I'm sure will be an awesome fucking season. But uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a weak episode. But whatever, I'm sure they'll pick it up. We got another ten episodes for them to, to prove that they're gonna have a good season. So I've also been rewatching Dexter. I started watching Dexter again. I don't intend to finish it because <laughs> I know better than to do season seven or eight. But uh, I am going to watch through, I, I want to at least watch the Trinity Killer season again, because that shit's so good. The, the but, Trinity uh, Killer season's really good, but I really like the Colin Hanks season as well. Uh, season yeah, six. I, I, never, I never finished that season. I really liked the kills they were doing in it with like the snakes and the fucking angels and stuff. So I'm willing to watch it again just for the like sweet kills. But yeah, I never, I never finished it because that was I, I was a little bit behind, and everybody just kept telling me how fucking shit the show got in general. You know what though? That last five minutes of that season is like my best, like my favorite cliffhanger of all time. I yeah. won't tell you what it is, obviously. But yeah, yeah, no, season like, six ends fantastically, and yeah, then they and then great. they fuck the pooch after that. But uh, what else did you watch this week? Just because we were talking about it last record, I've been watching Justice League Unlimited. Again. Nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I know Scott's been watching Young Justice, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I like Justice League, and I like Justice League Unlimited. Young Justice, uh, not so much. But I yeah. thought you loved Young Justice. Young Justice. You were talking about it for like a month on end. I know, because like I, I kept watching it. But there's oh, a lot. Like okay, okay, okay. We'll we'll dive into it in a minute here. But uh, what else did I watch? I don't think I watched a, a whole lot else. Yeah. I'm still, uh, I, I didn't finish Last Man on Earth after you guys <laughs> told me that it didn't pick up or get any better, so I don't, uh, I don't intend to do that. Yeah, right now I'm just looking forward to, oh no, you know what, I watched, I started watching season two of True Detective. How's that? Not as good as season one. <laughs> I mean, it's still like a phenomenally well done show, but just not as good. 
And I've, I've been trying to do season three of Hannibal, but I don't know what it is. I just can't concentrate on that show. It's not holding my attention anymore. It was for a time, but not anymore. And that's, and yeah. the, is that, that's the last season anyway, right? Didn't they cancel? Yeah, that'll be the last one, yeah. Um, it is canceled. Netflix passed on it. I don't think anybody's going to pick it up. So apparently they've like really ramped up the, the speed at which they had intended to do it. So it's blazing through like all the material that it can right now to try and get to the end goal that they had in sight. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to continue trying to watch it. I mean, it's a great show, well acted. I'm just it's just struggling to keep my attention right now. All right, Scott, how about you? Um I I just want to pour one out for my boy Brian Brian Fuller. Poor dude can't keep a show on fucking television. Uh, <laughs> no, he really can't. And he makes so many good shows too. Like I've enjoyed all the shows of his that I watched. I haven't watched Hannibal yet, but Pushing Daisies, Dead Like Me, and Wonderfalls, I all thought were great. And I even, I was cautiously optimistic of the, uh, whatever it was called, that was supposed to be the Monsters, or whatnot, you know, like that show that he did, like just the pilot for. I don't know. But anyway, on to what I watched. I, I really don't remember what I watched this week. I didn't watch much of anything, because I was working on some other stuff. But uh, I, I watched, I finally, finally I'm almost 33, and I have wanted to watch this movie for decades, and I finally watched it, and I was somewhat underwhelmed by Terror Train. I, I put it off for so long. My expectations were not that high, but Jamie Lee Curtis is a just a terrible survivor girl. Yeah. I'm going to get into this in a future Geekscape article, but man, she's just so pouty and annoying, and she just just like whimpers for about 45 minutes and then runs away for another 20 and then kicks the shit out of him for two and then thinks it's all over and then some dude has to fucking save her. So she's not actually a good Survivor girl except for Hallow and H2O. Then she's a badass. Okay, so here's real quick with, with Terror Train because I, I think the Terror Train's fun but it's not very good. But I think it has one of the most fucked up origin stories for, for how someone became a serial killer. And has one of the most brutal deaths to the slasher. Oh, well, when he fucking falls out the window and he hits the, that mannequin just hitting the ice. He's so close to the to the water. I think that their original idea was to have it hit the water so it could be like a dun-dun-dun. Maybe yeah. he didn't die. But they just like, they had one chance to get it right. It was like, thunk. <laughs> I love, like, that's the best part in the movie. I, I like the idea that it has the, you know, the killers constantly changing costumes based on the people that he kills on this costume. I like. I do like that too. Yeah, but but yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the best uh, of that slasher decade at all. I agree. I mean, it, it it is not. It is nowhere close to being the worst slasher I've watched in the last two weeks. But <laughs> it's. It was. It was no. Uh, just, it was no castle freak. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so yeah, that that's pretty much the only thing worth uh, mentioning that I watched was was Terror Train. I have a veritable shitload of obscure horror flicks from the '80s uh, that I that I have on my list that are waiting, including um, Matt's most recent discussion outside of Horror Movie Night was on uh, Greatest Movie Ever. He discussed Graveyard Shift, but had to mention Evil Ed at the beginning. And I found a, uh, a, a YouTube link for the movie in full that if anybody's interested, I will, I will post in the threads. And I think that that's going to have to go up there 
along with all the other random quasi-garbage that I have on my list. So <laughs> that's all I have to say. Matt, why don't we talk about your binders full of uh, DVDs? All right, well, I only got the binder like two days ago. So I've only watched... And so you're three-quarters of the way through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will name some, some two quick movies that I watched that I had a lot of fun with but aren't worth discussing, really. I watched Robot Jocks for the first time, and that movie's uh... kind of fun. And uh, because it was about to be pulled from Netflix, I watched Cyborg starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. And that was also a lot of fun. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, you should you should watch The Best of the Worst by Red Letter Media about robot jocks. Okay, I will check Didn't that out. Didn't we have a huge discussion about that one time in Horror Club? Right, maybe round two or something? I think that when we were talking about hardware, I think that we brought up robot jocks. I'm almost positive. Possibly. But I may not have joined in in that conversation because I had never seen it. Oh, I sure didn't either. <laughs> I'm, I haven't seen it, and I have very little interest in doing so. But I just I, – I, it, it seems familiar, and I think yeah. – I'm pretty sure that early on in, in, in Horror Club we talked about it. Robot Jocks is fun, though, because it's just absurd. For Weird-Ass Movie Night, we watched Sleepaway Camp, and uh, people liked it so much they wanted us to watch Sleepaway Camp 2 immediately afterwards. So uh, I watched both of those back-to-back, and uh, – I mean, Sleepaway Camp is definitely going to be a movie that I'm going to pick one of these days for Horror Movie Night. But I actually... I just, we haven't picked it yet. That's I, really... It, that's one of the most ridiculous things we haven't picked. But I actually... And, and there was a brief uh, disagreement in, in conversation, but Sleepaway Camp 2, I actually think I like a little bit more. I Like, Sleepaway Camp 1 is, without a doubt, the the best one. Like, that's the one to watch. It's It's got a great twist ending. It's just... Like the the best of the worst as far as like slasher films from that era go, but Sleepaway Camp Two is just so funny and and weird and has these like lines of dialogue that are so r- absurd that they're in there. There's there's this there's one scene that I love in this movie because it is like the most awkward sex scene humanly possible between two camp uh, campers in the woods. And it's like, neither one of them looks like they're enjoying themselves. Like, they both look like they're in pain during this scene. And then immediately afterwards, the girl gets off of him and starts putting on her shirt and just goes, you don't have AIDS or anything, right? (laughs) (laughs) I always forget that that's Sleepaway Camp 2 and not one of the Friday the 13th. It's a good good time. But the movies that I actually really want to get into is that I watched Jennifer Help Us, which was produced by a former member of Reddit Horror Club, Brian. I forget what movies he picked, but he was also on the St. Mort Show. He sent me a screener copy of this movie. It's a really good time. Uh, and it's it's definitely cool watching a movie that you know the person who was like involved in the making of it. Uh, it was entirely shot on his iPhone, and because they had to shoot it on his iPhone, they changed the time period from modern times to the like late 70s, early 80s, because it just it looks like a 70s film it's an all synth soundtrack but like not like in the in the disco-y new wavy type synth but just kind of like those just long sustained tones for scenes and it's just fucking awesome brian did in fact tell me that there will be some big news coming in october i don't know what that is i'm assuming distribution but uh either way good luck bry uh, i the movie's awesome thank you for sending me a copy uh you should probably send scott and adam copies too uh just saying <laughs> The other two things I watched was... I'm trying to decide which one I want to talk about first. I'll talk about that. Okay. Did you ever see the movie Stage Fright from 1987? I've been trying to find a copy of that for the longest fucking time. Because Megan was like, 
Oh, it's like a musical? I'll watch that. Yeah, it's this, this is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so this when I got those four bind my friend Roger gave me four binders of horror movies that he inherited from somebody. And I had already seen two binders worth of the movies. But the first binder I opened, Stage Fright was the first disc in that binder. And I'm like, well, I know what I'm popping in first, like, because I've been wanting to see this movie forever as well. If you have the disc option on Netflix, though, Scott, you they, you can have it mailed to your house. Well, we I know you probably don't even it have like a DVD else. player to put it in anymore. So, <laughs> uh, but Stage Fright is a lot of fun, and it's a slasher movie about a small town group trying to do a musical, and they decide to lock themselves in the theater all night and rehearse, and accidentally lock in an escaped. psychotic actor who wants the lead role so he is dressing up and killing different people in the play it's the directorial debut of dario argento's cinematographer it's his directorial debut so it's got a lot of like gallo-esque violence mixed into like a cheesy 80s slasher film with like super cheesy 80s musical numbers Uh, i had a lot of fun watching it it's it's got some ridiculous moments and then it's got some really fucking brutal moments And uh, literally before we record it, I popped in a movie called Killing Mr. Griffin, which is based on the book by Lewis Duncan, who uh, also wrote the book I Know What You Did Last Summer. Killing Mr. Griffin was a TV movie that kind of got buried immediately because after the movie came out, they made Teaching Mrs. Tingle, and then Columbine happened, and it was kind of like, yeah, we're not going to really advertise that we ever made anything related to a bunch of students (laughs) killing a teacher. But this movie stars Mario Lopez and the Pink Power Ranger (laughs) and uh, Michelle Williams. And it's pretty pretty shitty it's it's a you know 1997 1998 tv movie uh but the one thing that i wanted to draw attention to is that michelle williams character is like a super geeky character and they kind of are trying to make her randall from scream but they don't know how to do it properly so like Whereas Randall would just be like, oh, uh, you know, you know, like he would just name a movie. And if you understood what the reference meant, you understood what the reference meant. But in this movie, she's like, it's just like body heat. You know, the scene where William Hurt is talking to so and so like and it's like, no, that's not how you that's no, that's not how you do reference reference movies. In that's film. how you record a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> but throughout the whole like she has like seven or eight different lines of dialogue where she's like it's like in this movie blank like pause and then in detail for like a minute and a half describes the scene that she's trying to make a an allu- like a, make an homage to or a reference to and it's just every single time it's more and more ridiculous and slows down any like momentum that the movie had uh so i don't recommend so you've probably forgotten what it's like to actually watch dawson's creek yeah. Because that's exactly <laughs> why they did that. <laughs> well, this was pre-Dawson's Creek, I think. When was Dawson's Creek? Was that 97? I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch it when it was on TV, but I definitely watched it when I got married. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it when it was on Netflix, and it was uh, awful. <laughs> it's a terrible... It does not stand the test of time. It is a boring fucking show. Everyone's so over the top with their issues in that goddamn show. <laughs> Dude, just realize... We were all teenagers at one time and thought that that w- that our lives were ending because of those exact same issues. No. Oh god, teenagers are the worst thing ever, and I'm so glad slasher killers just 
murder all of them. All right, well, that was Horror Movie Night. Thank you so much, Rich, for joining us. Make sure to check us out on our Facebook and our Twitter accounts and, you know, Reddit slash horror, horror club, what, all that good jazz. You know you know where to find us. Uh, send us some emails at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Tell, tell us you want God's hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, tell us why the God's hand killer would kill you. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that's better. We'll go with Scott's suggestion instead. Next next week, we're going to be talking about a movie that Adam picked. Kind of excited to discuss Piranha 3D. Which Adam, woo! Woo! That makes three of <laughs> so you're finally did you finally get on board with this movie there scott because you were show me your titties piranhas <laughs> it's got everything you could ask for scott i know you're gonna dude I- i'm just going to tell anybody if they are easily offended by anything that i've ever said next week is going to be a nightmare for you yeah. next oh week, my just god sit it out. i'm going just... falls out i'm yeah, sure they will be ridiculously <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll all be recording from the inside of cold showers. <laughs> I'll be thinking about you guys when I'm in the shower. <laughs> movie night we discuss okay let me try that without saying discuss wrong <laughs> we discuss <laughs> we are roman gladiators yeah this week oh, on geez. extreme bar extreme frisbee week <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone we're superhero stuff you should know and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books think again we got romance we got action romance we got comedy we got everything you need man come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance what part are you talking about we've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that come on down to superhero stuff you should know all right so come on down to su- wait why did i say come on down to superhero stuff you should know 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 